Well, we can't call it a preview because high school soccer in the state of Montana has already started. So just imagine that I'm making air quotes around the word whenever I say preview during this week's Soccer and Snow and Smoke. But we are all about high school soccer. On this week's edition of Soccer and Snow and Smoke, the soccer podcast from ESPN Missoula, I'm Andrew Houghton. This is the first of two Soccer and Snow and Smoke episodes that are going to be released this week. One each for the boys and girls soccer landscapes around the state of Montana. The season kicked off just a week or two ago, so I went all around the state talking to coaches from every classification, from all parts of the state, just to get a handle on what to expect this fall. If you're watching some Montana prep soccer, who the good teams are going to be, who the good players are going to be. This episode is focusing on the boys' high school soccer landscape. I talked to head coach Jay Anderson of the three-time defending AA state champion Hellgate Knights. Got Billings West head coach Luke Ashmore on the phone to talk a little Eastern AA and cover the single-A landscape with a little chat with O'Brien Bird, whose Columbia Falls Wildcats are ranked number one in the state going into this 2022 season. We'll open up by hearing from Jay Anderson, whose Hellgate Knights are the back-to-back-to-back defending AA state champions in boys soccer, but Jay's having to replace his entire starting lineup going into this season. Soccer and Snow and Smoke is brought to you in part by Camby Taphouse. Camby has two great locations here in Missoula. One on South Higgins and the other in the Sawmill District. The Cami Tap House on Higgins in particular is a great gathering place before and after anything going on at Dorn Blazer Field, including the University of Montana Grizzlies soccer games. So if you're catching the defending Big Sky Conference champion Grizz, stop in at the Cami Tap House on Higgins. Great food selection and an even better beverage selection. Dozens of tap handles, high-quality, well-curated specialty beers and wines, as well as delicious coffee and non-alcoholic beverages. Happy to have Cami Tap House here sponsoring Soccer and Snow and Smoke this fall. Go and check them out. Again, two locations, South Higgins and the new one in the Sawmill District. Hellgate Knights boys soccer head coach Jay Anderson coming up right here on Soccer and Snow and Smoke. Early on a Wednesday morning, and we're doing one of my favorite things in the world, talking soccer on the Soccer and Stone Smoke podcast. I'm Andrew Houghton. Joining me is we're doing a big high school preview episode, hoping to get a bunch of coaches from across the state in here and on here to share their thoughts about this upcoming high school soccer season. But Jay Anderson from the Hellgate Boys, first to join me in studio. Jay, thanks for coming in. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Really interesting year for you guys. A lot of stuff to get into defending AA state champions. But just how's your summer been? Uh, what you been able to get up to? Summers are always short. You know, I, I coach club soccer in the spring. So we, you know, we are traveling here and there all the way up through July and then straight into the high school season after that. Yeah, wow. No, no rest for the weary, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, so the, the summer months... Uh, you know, from June 1st to July 31st, they have open fields. So my captains kind of run practices a couple days a week. And then we've been officially at it since the 13th of August and first game tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. So we're recording this on Wednesday late here in August, August 24th. So I guess getting started pretty early for you guys. Are you happy with where the team is at right now? You guys obviously winning the state championship last year, you had a really good old experience team um, and, and probably a lot of questions around this year's team. Yeah, I think there's a big question mark in the air right now where, where we're going to be and where everyone else is going to be. Uh, we have a very young team compared to last year. I lost 14 seniors from last year's team. I'll have an entirely brand new starting lineup, um, 1 through 11. So young, but I would say also very 
technically sound and a good team. I'm excited to see how far they can go. Yeah, and and we've talked about that a little bit, but how much does it help the level of the younger ones coming up to just have the experience that you guys have had last year and had the experience that you guys have had in past years? I mean, losing 14 seniors is huge, but bringing up kids who have been able to, to learn and play with 14 seniors must be a little bit of an advantage, right? Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, um, you know, we've been very successful, and as the saying goes, success breeds confidence. So even though these guys haven't put their stamp on anything yet, I would say that they're they're brimming with confidence. They put in the work all summer, just going to open fields and getting training. Uh, you know, I would say the majority of my players at Hellgate also play club soccer, so they've really been playing year-round. Um, they're ready to get into the high school season. You guys from last year, I mean, run through some of the players you lost. I know, uh, you know Marcus Anderson, who, who scored the winning goal in the state championship game, but but plenty of other talent you guys lost off that team. Uh, yeah, I, you're putting me on the spot, but yeah. Uh, Marcus Anderson, uh, Lars Thorne Thompson, uh, Cameron McNeilis, Lauren Deskins, Ray O'Connell, uh, Floyd Stevens, uh, uh, gosh, uh, Connor McMahon, uh, so many, so many guys, and there's there's a few others off the top of my head I can't think of. Yeah, but like you said, I mean, 14 guys, which is a whole starting lineup, and and then some, right? So, what's it been like trying to come up with a new starting lineup and put guys in the right places for this year? You know, it's actually been really exciting and really fun for me. Uh, the difference between last year's team and this year's team is that, you know, last year's team being seniors my son was one of those seniors and so I knew those kids since they were very young and I've been a, a part of their soccer lives since they were really little so this year's team though I've had them at the high school level at some you know the JV level and such I haven't been able to experience coaching them directly like I did those seniors so it's really exciting it's almost like starting over in the coaching world you got to figure out uh, where everyone goes and you don't know them as well as some of those kids that you've you've known for a while. So I'm actually really looking forward to it. I think we're very talented, um, like I said, young, but uh, I think, uh, you know, with the confidence that they have, I'm hoping that they could just kind of pick up where they left off. You don't often get the chance to revamp the whole thing right because normally you have at least a couple holdovers you know where they're gonna go you have some building blocks has it given you the opportunity to sort of rethink some of the things you're doing maybe tactically or or in the way that you guys practice or anything yeah all of all of the above really um there are only six kids on this year's team that were on that varsity team last year all coming off the bench of course so a lot of them are coming up from that jv squad and you know, the nice thing is that those JV players had a lot of success last year on the JV level. They went undefeated. They didn't allow a single goal. So even though, you know, we lost a lot of seniors, everyone else also lost their best seniors. And the JV players that I have coming up from last year are extremely good. So I'm really happy. Um, you know, tactically, it's it's to be determined. I, I think I have an idea right now of where I want to go with it. But until we, you know, play our first game tomorrow and make those tweaks here and there, I don't quite know how good we're going to be. Sure. It's Jay Anderson, the head coach of the Hellgate Boys soccer team and leader of sort of one of the most interesting stories in the state here as we head into the fall high school sports season. Because as he's talked about, he's having to replace the entire starting lineup of that state championship winning team 
And and Jay, I mean, who are the guys who have stood out for you so far? Yeah, so, um, you know, my two big senior leaders on the team, uh, Henry Pierce and Julio Steyer, uh, they've been really great about getting the guys together all season. They'll be a couple of my starters. Uh, then some of the younger guys beyond them, Luca Musco, who played a significant amount of minutes last year for me. He'll be stepping in and starting as a midfielder. Um, really young goalkeeper, Hank Shattuck, uh, who, you know, last year as a freshman could have probably started on many teams in the state, but we had a quality goalkeeper in Lauren last year. So he'll be starting as a sophomore. Um, uh, Brady Reed is a kid that I think everyone's going to know at the club level. He... Um, made the ODP national pool for club. And so he's got a lot of experience, very technically gifted player that he, he plays for me. And then, uh, you know, a bunch of other sophomores on that team as well. What's it like having, you know, kids like that in practice, kids who've only been in high school for, for a couple years. It, it's fantastic. Really. Um, you know, high school is such a different beast than club soccer. You know, right. at the club soccer level, you're training with your team for eight months of the year. And you can kind of go through the process early on where, you know, you got four months of practice before you're really getting into any big games or tournaments where high school is very cutthroat. It's here. It's in your face. You got multiple games in a week. And it's just it's much more of a grind, you know, two and a half months compared to eight months. And so you got to figure things out very, very quickly. And at the high school level, it's, it's not always uh, the most pleasing to watch. Uh, you know, if you compare it to club soccer, it's, it's very, you know, who, who is physical, who's going to work the hardest, who's going to have confidence. And uh, it's different, but it's exciting and it's fun. And, you know, you know, my team, we very much try to play like, a club team with with uh, lots of possession and, and you know technically gifted players that that are comfortable with ball on their feet, but it's not always that way when you come to the game, you know. <laughs> yeah, I've never thought about it that way, but it's sort of like you know club versus international soccer at the highest levels, where international coaches are not getting the full year to work with these players, and it, a lot of the time it's often you know what you can throw together that will work and be successful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in Missoula, we're very lucky to have a very good club soccer scene. Um, so these kids are playing all year round and they split up when they go to, into the three high schools. But uh, to have at least a little of that roll into high school season that they are at least a little bit comfortable playing with each other at the club level. But the difference is that you know, you're putting three different age groups together. You know, I've got you 19 players, you 17 players, you 16 players that are all good in their own right at their own age. And then you're trying to throw the three groups together and trying to find the right fit for everybody. Yeah, it's really interesting. And Jay Anderson, who's the head coach of the boys soccer team over at Hellgate High School, joining me for soccer and snow and smoke, a little high school season preview, although by the time this has been released, the season will have already started because the Knights are, are starting their season tomorrow, which is Thursday, August 25th. Jay, you guys have been at the top for uh, a long run. You've got a lot of teams coming after you. What does the AA look like this year for boys soccer, and, and particularly on this side, the West? But I don't, I don't know, um, you know, you've had great rivalries with some teams from over in the East as well. Yeah, I, I think I think the ones to look out for in particular are the two Billings schools, Billings West and Billings Senior, who we saw in the the quarterfinals and semifinals last year. They were 
both young squads last year and to get so far and to have most of their guys come back, I think they'll be standouts on the Eastern side. Um, Bozeman, just with their success, they're always, always tough to play against. Um, and as far as our side on the West, I think, you know, it's, it's hard to determine right now, but I would uh, guess that it's probably going to be a similar situation. I think uh, Glacier always gives us great games. They're well coached. The two Helena schools, I think, um, will will battle. Uh, Sentinel is going to be in a similar situation with us. They've got some young players on, on their team as well, and that inner city game is always fun too. So I think we'll be right up there, but it, uh, the other schools in the West are going to give us a challenge. Jay's going into his 20th year, you told me, with Hellgate. How have you seen the progression of those other schools in the state while you've while you've been here? You know, everyone's got their ups and downs. Yeah. It, it seems that, you know, every six, seven years, someone else kind of rises. You know, they've got a good crop of freshmen coming in that are with them for four years. And so, um, you know, we've been very blessed at Hellgate to kind of extend that run longer than most. But, you know, teams like uh, Glacier, who haven't had a high school for very long, it took them, you know, three or four years to find some success. And now that they've found it, they, they've been up at the top for, you know, five or six years now. The Helena schools have always been tough to play against, 100%. And, uh, you know, e- even someone like uh, a Butte team who we play tomorrow found their little niche of success last year by winning a couple games in the league that they hadn't done for a couple years. So everyone's finding success in their own ways. And, you know, I love just going out there and, you know, every year playing against different teams and kind of having the guys on the field figure it out on their own. You know, they got to go make their own success and not ride off the coattails of uh, teams in the past. Sure, and that's, of course, the big task for Hellgate Boys Soccer this year coming off the state championship last year. Three in a row, right? Three in a row, yes, sir. So working on that run and having to replace their entire starting lineup. So a really fascinating story to watch. Jay, thank you for coming in and giving us some insight on doing that, some insight on, on the new kids that you have coming up over there. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Next, we'll take a look at the eastern side of the state with Billings West head coach Luke Ashmore. Just as the Western AA Conference has been dominated by Hellgate for uh, quite some time in boys' soccer, so has the eastern part of the state been dominated by Bozeman High. Luke had some great insight on competing with a program of that stature, as well as what his team looks like in what should be a promising year for the Golden Bears. Soccer and Snow and Smoke is brought to you in part by Blackfoot Communications. Whatever your internet and communication needs, whether that's business or personal, turn to Blackfoot Communications, where they use the latest technology and voice, broadband, network, and managed services to keep you reliably connected. Blackfoot Communications, where they believe that strong connections matter. Luke Ashmore of Billings West, next up on Soccer and Snow and Smoke. And next up on our roundup of the high school soccer scene in Montana, joining us is Billings West head coach Luke Ashmore, going into his fourth season as the head coach over there of the Golden Bears boys team. He's going to talk a little bit of Eastern AA boys with us. They've got a good team over there at Billings West this year. Uh, So, Luke, thank you for taking the time to join us. 
Oh, of course. Thanks for having me. And let's just start here. How's your team looking going into the season? What are the things that people need to know about Billings West this year? Yeah, with Billings West this year, I mean, we're trying to build on last year's semifinal appearance. Um, I felt like as a team last year, we really came together and we're playing at, you know, the highest level within, you know, state soccer for AA. Um, this year, we've got plenty of returning experience on our squad. I've got 12 seniors currently, a good, healthy junior class, some young players who are contributing at a very high level. Um, and so right away, we're just kind of trying to build on those expectations and play a really quality game. Um, and I'm so stoked to have the players we do have with three returning All-State players. We're building a really good squad around, you know, the attributes they bring to the field. Um, and so after preseason, the play I've seen so far, I'm just really excited to see it come together as we go throughout, you know, the 14-game season we have. No doubt. And I've talked to some coaches who are replacing a bunch of players this year, but it sounds like you have a lot coming back. So how does that sort of um, change and, and mold your coaching style where you've got a bunch of kids who already sort of know what you're about, who you know what you're going to get from them? Yeah, um, I think for us, it's just kind of building on that. Um, some of those kids, I mean, they're already fantastic players, fantastic athletes. How do they reach that next level? season to season. And so we're still trying to demand, you know, that evolution of their game. And so far, I think I'm seeing it from a lot of them where, you know, they're still pushing for that next step. Um, at the same time, too, when it comes to, you know, our conference matchups, those players, um, you know, so to speak, have a target on their back now. How can they play in games when they are looked at as like, you know, a threat throughout an entire 80 minutes? Um, can they still get results and find their performances with that? And then can the team kind of build around, you know, the entire 11 on the field? Um, playing into their strengths and making sure we're playing the game we need to. I'm really happy this year where we're trying to play a very quick possession-based soccer. Um, and so far, the boys have been absolutely crushing it. Well, tell me a little bit more about your team. I mean, who are the guys who you're going to be depending on who people should be watching out for when they're watching Billings West this year? Yeah, um, two of them off the top of my head right now. It's Owen Guthridge. He's our number 10. He's a fantastic midfielder. He's so creative both sides of the ball. He knows when to be aggressive. He knows when to take, you know, strikes in the game. He's also just got great vision on his passing. And so watching him just construct in our midfield is always a joy to watch. This is his fourth year on varsity, and every year he brings something new to the table. Um, on the right wing, we have another returning All-State player, Ethan Holloway. He is the quickest player I think I've seen play in the state. He's so fast. He's a really, you know, talented dribbler, always very dangerous on the attack. I love watching him play. I mean, I love watching entertaining soccer, and he just is like the epitome of that. And then in our back line this year, too, um, I'm a huge fan of our player, Lauren Rogie. He's a center back. This is his fourth year on varsity as well. He's just so calm, cool, collected, great leader on the field, great vision. Um, and then additionally, too, um, two of the juniors who are stepping up to varsity this year are blowing me away so far, and that's uh, Tegan Bowen and Ryan Kirschman. Um, it's their first time, you know, playing varsity. And so far from what I've seen, they're just natural fits right away. Yeah, well, very cool. And with you going into your fourth year, I mean, some of those seniors, you've been with them and they've been with you, I guess, the entire time. What's it been like watching those kids grow? I mean, that's your first class of seniors there at Billings West. What's the, the experience been like just watching them grow and develop those four years? I think that's the most fulfilling thing about coaching so far here. Um, I know by the end of the season, I'm going to be emotional, like seeing those players go because they've just contributed so much and seeing them grow from freshman to like their senior year obviously the talent and the uh, work they're putting on the actual game. It's been amazing to see them grow in that regard. But aside from that, like watching them become like leaders on the team and really taking that onus on themselves has just been, you know, really inspiring for me as a coach. And at the end of the day, you know, building that culture around them, it makes it easier for me where I can, you know, 
hopefully just be kind of a guide for those guys and you know a lot of the work and the uh, tactical you know knowledge they're putting in it's it's so natural to them now at this point that they understand the systems I want to play and they'll just kind of take it on themselves Luke Ashmore who's the head boys soccer coach over at Billings West joining me Andrew Houghton on soccer and snow and smoke and Luke what are you expecting from out of that conference this year yeah, and so I think in Billings, I always start with the crosstown matchups. I'm a huge fan of what my coaching counterparts at Skyview and Senior High are both doing with their teams. Um, those games are always so exciting here in Billings, and those matchups are always very even. Um, so we don't take any of those games lightly. Uh, obviously, I want to win all four of those matchups this year and hope we can. Um, but I got to give compliments to those coaches and their you know programs as well. They're always very exciting to watch. Um, and, and then additionally, too, um, where we're at, Bozeman is always, you know, top dog in our conference. And so when we're looking at trying to be, you know, playing at that level, those matchups for us are going to be really good tests. Um, Bozeman always provides a really quality game. Um, They're always fun to play because you know it's going to be two teams who really enjoy quality possession-based soccer playing against each other. Yeah, and it really has been, um, Bozeman has been one of the real powers in the state um, for just years and years and years. It's been Bozeman or Hellgate in the state championship for longer than I can remember. I think maybe as long as I've been here. What's it like, you know, competing against a team like that that you know is going to bring the quality every year and you know you can measure your guys against every year? Yeah, I mean, I think for us, like, that's a privilege. It's one of the best tests because if you're competing at that level, it's assurance that you also have a team who can, you know, play the level consistently. Um, and so when we look at like what they're doing, we're always trying to, you know, think two steps ahead. And I'm sure it's the same way for what Bozen's doing with us this year. Um, but I really anticipate like those games this year are going to be a lot of the fun ones. Yeah, and Bozeman coming off another state championship game appearance a year ago, falling to Hellgate in the state title game. Anything else that you are, you know, looking forward to this year over in that Eastern AA conference? Yeah, on the Eastern side, I'm really excited to see how some of these teams grow. I know I think this year we kind of have the, uh, you know, experience on our squad, and so we're relying a lot on that experience right now. But I'm really excited to see how these other teams kind of build new identities and build off these young players. Um, four years ago, that's what I was doing. And so I'm really excited to see how the other coaches in this side of the, um, the state handle that. Um, in particular, too, I'm looking at Belgrade. Uh, I think they really found a good system last year. And if they stick to what they were doing, I know they're going to be um, seeing a lot of growth in terms of performance and what that team's going to bring to the field this year, too. And then who are sort of the other players in the conference that you're watching out for? I mean, guys that you know you're going to have to deal with when you play them. Oh, yeah. Right now, there's a fantastic midfielder on senior, uh, Taylor Ronish. Uh, he is always one of those threats we're looking at. Um, and, and aside from that on Bozeman's side of the game. <laughs> I don't even want to single anybody out because every starting lineup, their squad they put out, it's always 11 fantastic players. It's almost, when you watch a team like Bozeman play, it's the best compliment. They don't often have standouts because you have to worry about every single person on that field. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Torin Hill coming back for Bozeman. He was all-conference last year. Simon Kinsler at the back for the Hawks um, are going to be good. But you're right, it just has been the full 11 for them every year. Luke Ashmore from the Billings West Boys Soccer Team joining me for a little talk about the Eastern AA Boys Soccer Conference this year. And anything else, Luke, that you wanted to touch on about your team or about any of the other teams in the conference before I let you go? 
off the top of my head, we're just kind of excited to see, uh, get the ball rolling and really um, find these matchups. I think we're going to have a lot of even competition this year. In previous seasons, we might have had some um, gulfs between the teams. I think, you know, from first all the way down to the middle of our table, it's going to be very tight competition. And so I'm just really excited to see week to week the other teams, where they're lining up, how they're playing, how they're competing against the other teams. I think this is, you know, I'll say this, it's my fourth year, but I think it's the most I've most excited I've been about just being a fan of the sport here too. Well, there you go, Luke. Thank you so much for taking the time today and sharing your insight with us here on Soccer and Stone Smoke. Oh, it was great to have you. Thank you. And now we turn our attention to the single-A classification in Montana Boys High School Soccer. O'Brien Bird, head coach of the Columbia Falls Wildcats, joining me to wrap up this preview episode of Soccer and Snow and Smoke. And he can talk about one side of what's going to be a fascinating situation brewing in Class A Boys Soccer this year. The Whitefish Bulldogs under head coach John Lacey finished up an incredible run, one of the most impressive Most historic runs, I think, in all of Montana high school sports a year ago when they finished up their fourth straight year, not only as state champions, but their fourth straight year without a loss. Just an incredible run, and I'm so thankful for John Lacey for coming on this podcast last year to talk a little bit about that after they won their fourth straight state title. But this year, O'Brien's Columbia Falls Wildcats are ranked number one in the season opening poll, so that's a story that we'll be following all season long as those two teams battle it out for supremacy in Class A boys soccer. Soccer and Snow and Smoke is brought to you in part by Zootown Sports Cards. Zootown Sports Cards gearing up to host another edition of the largest sports card collecting and memorabilia collecting show in Montana. That'll be September 17th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Doubletree Ballroom in downtown Missoula. Last I heard, they were sold out for vendors there, so it's going to be packed down at the Doubletree. They told me they'll have at least a couple people displaying and selling some soccer cards there. So if you're interested, go down and check that out again September 17th. Montana's largest sports card and collectible show. 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Doubletree Ballroom in downtown Missoula. Brought to you by Zootown Sports Cards. Here's O'Brien Bird, head coach of Columbia Falls, to wrap up this edition of Soccer and Snow and Smoke. And joining us now as we continue our look at high school soccer around the state as the season is just getting kicked off. It's O'Brien Bird, who's the head coach of the Columbia Falls boys up there. Thanks for joining us, man. Uh, how's your summer been? Uh, it's great to be here, Andrew. Thanks for the invite. Summer's been great. Just uh, as far as soccer goes, um, we've uh, we had a great July, which is our workout month, and train a couple of times a week to make sure the boys stay moderately fit and uh, keep their foot on the ball. And then we also scrimmaged uh, three, had three scrimmages. We had two scrimmages against Glacier and one against Flathead, two double-A teams. Yeah, and I know you also had, this was something that I meant to talk about with you before it happened, but I know you had Carly Lloyd up there for a camp, it sounded like. Yeah, we've, we've been wanting to get her up here for a couple of years and we had to wait for her to retire, unfortunately, and this is her first year of retirement, so she agreed to come up and do her uh, CL10 clinic for uh, 360 kids, and I would say probably 95% of those kids were uh, all Montana kids, so it was really awesome. Players from all over the state, a couple players from Colorado, Florida, Washington flew in for it. It was something special. It was uh, really well done. Well, that's very cool. It sounds like you've got things rolling up there 
in Columbia Falls. You guys had a great season last year coming off a loss in the Class A title game to Whitefish. What are you thinking about for your team? I mean, what's it looking like going into this year? Well, I tell you what, it's a mouthful. Uh, I don't even know where to begin, but it's uh, it's been this is my eighth year at Columbia Falls. Um, started. It's going to sound like I'm going to take some credit here, but I'm really trying to give you the backstory. Had to start from scratch. Totally gut the culture, gut the old traditions. Everything's new, and just kind of build. And then we've been putting a lot of our time and energy into our grassroots organization as a club here in our community, and then a lot of work into our coaches that uh, continue their education. And uh, we've built up the last couple of years into being able to make it to quarterfinals and then uh, semifinals, and then the last two years in a row in the state championship uh, with Whitefish, of course, the powerhouse. Um, but uh, this year is we're dealing with something new. Only one player, we've only graduated one player that started. Um, so a lot of people are going to think it's more of the same, but it's not. It's not going to be anything like it was. It's a yet another level higher in terms of our quality and our standard of play. But I think uh, probably the most important thing that is different is that for the first time in 17 years, we are faced with the pressure of being ranked number one in the state from the beginning of the season. And that has been a 17-year wait for that ranking. And uh, most of our players that we coach, they weren't even born. Or if they were born, they were infants. Uh, the last time we won state at Columbia Falls, 2005. So dealing with the pressure of being on top before a ball's been kicked in anger is something nobody has experience with uh, on my roster. So it'll be awesome to watch these young men deal with that pressure. Uh, they deserve the chance at a state championship, but we've got to go and earn it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, that's right. It's a different kind of pressure from being you know, the defending state champion like Whitefish is because they've got something to point at on the field from last year. You guys with the polls, it's a little bit different. How do you think the kids have been handling it, you know, so far? Well, it's, it, it's a, funny, a funny way to look at it is they've only ever been underdogs under the Whitefish dogs, the Bulldogs. And now we're no longer underdogs and we're no longer under them anymore. So that's a fun way to look at that. And as far as the boys go, how they're responding, I mean, you wouldn't know that there's any pressure on them at all, but we haven't, we haven't played anybody yet. So uh, I'm sure we'll see some of that pressure and see some of the, the expectation that they're heaping on themselves. I'm, I'm sure we'll see some cracks in the, in the armor after our first game or uh, first weekend of games. So that's all part of it. That's fine. I, I hope that we get pushed and challenged, and I hope that we can stay humble and, and grind. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me a little bit more about your team and your system up there. I mean, what system are you going to try to play? How do you like to play? How do you like to set the team up? What should people expect when they're watching you, if they're watching you for the first time? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great example. So without sharing any confidential system uh, formation, uh, I tell you how we're going to approach the game. In, we're going to approach the game in a shape, a team shape, that counts on 
domination of play, which is very, very much counter to the last seven years of the program where we always built our system up where we knew there was at least a couple of teams or at least one team better than us. So you have to take a few less risks, but this system is uh, built on the confidence that we are going to step on the field as the best team and the op opponent needs to make the adjustment. And so that means we're taking more risk on that assumption, but we are confident that uh, we can make that style work and we will definitely have some stumbling blocks and uh, hard lessons to learn, especially earlier in the season. But that's exactly how we're going to set up. We're going to take risks. It's going to be wildly entertaining. Our attack is going to be wildly dynamic. And uh, it's, it's a brand that we've wanted to play for uh, 17 years. <laughs> so we're super excited. You got to have quality players to do that. Are there some names that we should be watching out for on your roster this year? I mean, who are you going to be depending on? Right. So right up the middle of the field, six foot five goalkeeper senior Bryce Dunham, six foot five. He's already got college coaches looking at him. Uh, our two center backs, seniors Andrew Miner and Nico Lang, uh, stalwarts. They are three-year starters in the back. Uh, Nico's, I guess, a four-year starter in the back, and Andrew's a three-year starter. Then center mids, Dale Blicken, who's an attacking center mid, along with Walt Nichols, who's an attacking center mid. Uh, and just underneath of him is last year's freshman phenom, River Wolford, who's had an assist to tie the game up against Whitefish last year, 2-2. Two two. He is a box-to-box -box midfielder who... What does that mean? It, what does that mean is he, he has the cardio and the engine to literally run up and down the field and really never need a substitution. So super valuable. And then our power, uh, our powerful attack, Finley Sundberg and uh, Kai Golan. Kai Golan is an Olympic development regional player that broke the school record last year in goals, had 21 goals last year as a, as a sophomore. He's a junior. And Finley Sundberg had 12 or 13 goals right in there, to, so he's going to add in. And then we got some new some newcomers that I think we're just going to let surprise people when uh, when they see him play. No doubt, it's O'Brien Bird, the head coach of the Columbia Falls boys soccer team. The Wildcats coming off a state title game loss to Whitefish last year, ranked number one in the state to get this 2022 season started. And coach, we've talked about them a lot already, but Whitefish, the Bulldogs, have been sort of the power in Class A for most of recent history. What are you expecting to see from them? Um, and what are some of the other teams maybe in Class A that you're expecting to have good teams this year? Yeah, it's definitely on everybody's mind. I mean, you got Whitefish who pulled off an unprecedented four years in a row without a loss, four state championships. You never even hear of that but they're on the back of their fourth state title and they graduated a, a, a large core of their seniors. And so they're in a rebuilding year, but it's Whitefish, which is uh, very much a soccer town and man, they're always going to be strong. So looking at that roster, they're a little bit on the young side, but they're going to be competitive. They're going to give us a game. We're going to have to play our best game to, to win. Um, they, they're definitely, 
you know, going to be fighting with us for that number one in our conference. In the Southern Conference, just kind of seeing how things are shaping up, I'm going to guess it's going to be Stevensville, Loyola, and Frenchtown in a three-way dogfight. Um, I can't tell the difference in terms of potential between those three, but it's going to be close. And then in the East, uh, definitely Laurel or Livingston. Um, Billings Central still a little bit young. Lone Peak graduated a decent chunk of their best players. Lockwood is still building a program. Only been a couple of years as a program. And I think that's everybody. So, yeah, I, I, I'd say Laurel, Livingston, Frenchtown, Loyola, Stevensville, and then us and the dogs. That's great analysis. Are there any other players around the classification whose names you know who you're really going to be watching out for, who you know are, are quality players on any of the other teams? You know, no. Um, I, you, you're always, especially now post-COVID, you're always going to be surprised with some kid from California or Colorado that's a transfer student that moved up here. There's going to be a few of those surprises around the state. You never know. Sometimes you get a kid that's a foreign exchange student. But if everybody returns from last year, there's some good teams out there, but no real star power. Um, No real, like a Gabe Menick last year for Whitefish or a Kygo Lawn for us. Uh, Thankfully, (laughs) there's, there's a gay, gosh, Gabe, Gabe Menick from last year. He, he's just literally almost borderline unstoppable. In the state championship game, we man-marked him, and he still had two goals and an assist with, uh, with a, just a terrible uh, man-marking environment and position he was in. He, he fought through it and still was able to haunt us. So that's an example. And then Kai Golan scored a goal and had an assist in the final. So, like, a couple of guys, you know, were looking around the state. Well, I mean, you never know. I mean, it's possible there's a transfer or, or a kid that really – develops athletically that might surprise us we'll see but none off the top of my head well that's a rundown of the class a boys soccer environment soccer landscape this year coming from o'brien bird who's the head coach up at columbia falls where the wildcats enter the season as the top ranked team in the classification coach thank you so much for your time thank you so much for the great insight that you've given us here today oh my pleasure man obviously you as you can tell i i live for this stuff man <laughs> thanks andrew